Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, what are we talking about this episode? Well, I think it's kind of focus on the adults a little bit this time. Sounds um, good. Sometimes when we're immersed in the world of children and young children, our adult selves sort of get shelved for a bit. So let's focus on the grown-ups. Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, well, that's always the question. How do we have time to do that? How do we have time for ourselves? And in a lot of ways, I think this is bigger than finding time for yourself. It's more about um, looking at your life and seeing if, if you're believing in what you're doing, if you're making room in your life for what you think you really want to do. Um, I guess this idea came to me because there's a lot of double standards in life. Maybe we're focused on, um, and kids see this double standard. Maybe we're focused on the kids' messy room, but then if we look at our desk or work area or mm-hmm. kitchen or whatever room it is, it might be an absolute mess because we're so busy dealing with the kids. I I, I, so, I, I bring this up all the time when, when at a session we get into the, the idea of cleanup time in, in early learning programs. And, and I ask, you know, how, how clean is, is your desk in, in your office or, or, or at home? And, and then I get these sheepish looks like, not, I, I, do, you, do you clean the top of your desk off every time you move away from your desk? And I get these sheepish looks like, uh, no, not really. And uh, so I'm totally on board with you on this. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's things like, we're so focused on controlling the children's behavior and, you know, not getting angry or not yelling or whatever, but then we start yelling or just a lot of the, mm-hmm. okay, we're, we're really focused on them and making them better, but what about us? Um, so, the, you know, those are some of the, maybe the more negative examples, but I was thinking the other day, um, because I told you I'm, I've got a new book in the works. Mm-hmm. This is my first fiction book and it's a um, children's book for eight to 12 year olds about ghosts and adventures, and I'm really excited. It's got a big, goofy dog in it. Um, So this book is something that I think partly came to life because I was listening to a a really sappy kid song from from old Sesame Street days. (laughs) Sing it to us. I wrote this book. (laughs) Sing it to you? Yeah, sure. Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's when Big Bird sings, and maybe it's maybe I'm getting my puppet wrong. But it's it's um, believe in yourself, and it's one of those. There's no mountain you can't climb. You know, there's uh-huh. no fence you can't. It's, you can jump as high as the sky. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. And it's it's an old '70s hit tune from Sesame Street. <laughs> so I had this on a recording, and when I was holding one of my kids in my lap and rocking them and I'm singing along with the Sesame Street lyrics because I'm wanting this child to actually believe these lyrics that 
you know, reach for the sky. Don't let people tell you you can't do it. Just believe in yourself. And I wanted my child to really follow this so that, you know, he can live up to his full potential of who he is. And then I got to the end of the song and uh, some other sappy song came on next. And I thought, oh, I don't think I'm doing this at the moment. (laughs) Don't. Yeah, when we oops, when oops. we when we turn that 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 microscope inward, it gets a little bit harder in some of these situations, doesn't it? Uh, there, yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of encouragement of kids. You know, you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. And then we think, huh? Oh. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Am I living that as a model for my child? Yeah. In 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 the burnout sessions I do, there's a a quote attributed to Mark Twain that I share often that I think kind of relates to this. It says. Uh, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. Twain was saying, get out there and, and do the thing. Um, and way too often, we, we talk about wanting kids to do that and go out and live a life and be creative and be adventurous and do your art. And then the adults they're surrounded with are, are doing the exact opposite thing. They're spending their time stuck in their rut and not pursuing those things. And, and if we want kids to, to live that kind of life, they, they need to see it modeled someplace. Yeah. Exactly. And we, you know, we're so busy taking care of the kids that we kind of turn into these um, these sort of half-worrying creatures instead of who yeah. we want them to be. So yeah. I think we do need to, the actions speak a lot louder than words. And when a child sees you following a dream, that's really powerful. And so what did you do? You, you had this realization when the second song came on and you, you threw your son off, off uh, your lap and you ran to your, your computer and started typing the book? Is that what happened? Or Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably fallen asleep by then and was drooling on me or something. But it's those you know, certain moments that, that come to you think, okay, i got to get my priorities in order here. And I think that I thought if I want a child of mine to believe in himself and be the be the person he's meant to be, then I need to get off my duff and start writing. I hadn't written a single book at that point. I need uh-huh. to start writing books. Yeah. So, and this particular children's book is even more of a dream because I've always wanted to write fiction for uh-huh. kids. Um, but it doesn't have to be something big and not all of us are going to write books. In fact, if everybody did, who's listening, there'd be way too many books. Yeah. In fact, Heather doesn't, if if you're thinking about a book, don't write it. Heather doesn't want the competition. Don't write it. (laughs) (laughs) But it can be something simple like um, joining, I joined a choir last year, which is something I've always, I've sung in choirs for years and years, Uh but I hadn't sung in one since my kids had really been conscious of life. Yeah. And so they never knew that I sang because, well, I don't. But when they saw me going off to choir and when they came to some of my concerts, they said, oh, that's something she does. And it's funny because um, uh, somebody sent me a a quiz, one of those quizzes, how well do your kids, and I think it was 20 questions. I'll have to send a link so we can share it with everybody. And you interview a child. Mm-hmm. Um about their parents, such as, what does your dad like to do in his free time? (laughs) 
and they will answer the darndest things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and especially, I found out that the only thing my kids thought I liked to do was write books. And I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so much, I got so many more interests than that. And, <laughs> and then I realized they don't see it. You know, maybe I do things when they're asleep, or uh-huh. maybe I do it when they're not home. Or so they, they had a very narrow idea. Or maybe I thought I'd been sharing all these things that I did with them, but they can't see it. They're so yeah. <laughs> focused on their own life. But sometimes if you take a silly quiz like that or ask, you know, what does your mom like to do in her free time? Um, you might say, oh, she likes to wash the dishes. <laughs> she likes to fix the car. Eat, eat a quart of ice cream and watch Netflix for 12 hours. Um, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um it, and life is just more enjoyable when you you get out there and you you do your thing, whatever your thing is, and and I mean the the payoffs are one you as the adult feel more fulfilled in your life, and that that shows with your interactions with with your child, and two it it gives them a model of of what that looks like. And, and I mean, and you don't have, you don't have to be great at the thing, but just the fact that you're putting yourself out there and, and doing, doing these different things is, is a kind of, a kind of a positive spin to put on life for young kids. Exactly. And you know, what, what would it take to get you to do something like this? Maybe it means that you cut back on one of your child's activities Mm -hmm. because chances are they don't need as many activities as they have. So maybe you're the one that needs to take piano lessons. <laughs> maybe yeah. watching you play piano and work at it and enjoy it will get them more inspired than having them trek off to lessons every week. Uh-huh. So think about who needs to be doing the activity. Maybe it's not just all the kids who need to dance and sing and play soccer and play baseball and, and study the violin and, and learn Japanese and do all these things. Maybe you need to step up and be one of the people who does interesting things and your child does one thing less so that it all works out. That sounds scary. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I do on the side, Jeff, is uh, besides write the books people are familiar with is I write family histories. Oh, I thought so you were going to say, I, I thought you were going to say fan fiction. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's next. Um, I, I interview somebody's beloved grandfather or grandmother or some somebody in the family uh-huh. who has all the treasure trove of stories, and uh, we go through a whole series of interviews and oral history, and then I write it up, and um, they put it together in a book and with photos and everything, and it's really oh, fulfilling that's awesome. work. We all wish that we'd asked our grandparents a million questions, and now it's for many of us, it's too late to ask those questions. And, you know, where did we come from? And what, what happened with Uncle so-and-so? And all that, that life history. Uh-huh. And one thing I find when you reach back to the generations is that the stories they tell about what their parents did, you know, oh, my dad played in the brass band and my mother did figure skating and my parents were on a, a bowling team or a curling team together or all the things, the activities all seem to be focused on the adults social life, mm-hmm. whereas the kids just tagged along, rather than the opposite is what we have, where the adults are just chatting in the corner, yeah, <laughs> wishing they might somewhere else sometimes, and um, 
you know, if the adults are having any activities, then yeah, the kids get free time to play together. So it's a little <laughs> eye-opening just across the generations to see, hmm, who really was doing all the music and activities in the past and who's doing it now? How did we get so flip-flopped? Can't we find a nice balance between the two? Yeah. Um, I just, just imagine a group of, uh, uh, 18-month-old to 12-year-old kids hanging around the uh, the edge of a a large green field. Well, well, the parents are 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 taking part in their in their in their evening intramural uh, uh, kickball league. I think it'd be delightful. The kids off off uh, playing and then and then showing up and giving each one of the adults a, ju- a juice box when uh, when uh, the game's over and and cheering for mom and dad. I yeah. think it, I think it would be awesome. I think uh, maybe we should. Yeah get that rolling um so for that adult who listens to this and thinks yeah that's interesting but and then starts making excuses for reasons why why they couldn't do it or or why it wouldn't work in in their situation we got any any tips for that person well i think the only tip here is when is the time going to be right I mean, maybe there is a time. Maybe you can think, okay, right now um, things are really crazy because of such and such. Mm-hmm. And next year, I know that won't be here. That'll be out of the way. And so next year's the right timing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, once we're waiting for the kids to get a little older or for, you know, not to be pregnant or mm-hmm. something happening at work, we're waiting for something to ease up chances are more life is going to come. Maybe the next thing is aging parents. Maybe the next thing is something else. There's never an ideal time to live life. Life is happening yeah. right now. So um, the values you want your kids to follow, see if you can think back to what you really want and is there a way to make just a tiny little bit of room for it right now because it will never be more convenient than right now. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there might be reasons, like you said, that there, there are more, more workable times, but there's never going to be the perfect time, and, and so being able to toss yourself in there and and, and take that, I, I, I like to look at the stuff in terms of, of uh, that that thirteen month old starting to walk, and it's it's very rare that a child takes their first steps and then falls down and says, well, never going to try that again. They they get up and they they try again and when we can have that baby step kind of mindset for this kind of stuff well i'm going to i'm i'm not going to be good at this the first time i'm i'm going to take the first step i'm going to throw myself out there and then take the second step and then the third step and eventually you've you've created a situation where you as the adult are are doing those things that you put off wait wait too often in in conversations about about burnout with caregivers, I hear stories about, well, I was going to work in, in early learning until my kids started school because I thought it was a good way for me to spend time with them, and then I was going to start my life. And then the next part of the story is, and now my grandchildren are in my program. And it, it's this whole thing of, of pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off when what we should really do is is take that first step. Yeah. So are you ready, everybody? Think about who you wanted to be when you were 10 years old. And yeah, life happens, so it may not be exactly that way, but what are your main interests and what can you do to model that and demonstrate for the children around you? 
because they gain so much by seeing you be your authentic self and gaining inspiration just from you being you. So yeah, I think it, it it's also important to pull back and re once you start doing it, pull back and reevaluate and and make adjustments over time because as as you have have those new experiences and put yourself out there, your goals and ambitions and and dreams and desires are gonna gonna alter because of that new those new experiences and and so we got to pull back and and reassess and and change course every once in a while as well. Yeah. So you got to so any... believe in yourself. You got any? <laughs> that's, got... that's the Sesame Street motto. <laughs> so you got you got any 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 new paths you're planning, new things you're gonna you're planning on trying, or new paths you're wanting to go down, Heather? Well, for me, it's um, it's fiction writing, uh-huh. which is a big new path, and then also trying new things this this year, where we have a, opened our house to a an exchange student. So now I'm the parent of a teenager who just arrived suddenly into our house. Um, so trying new things and seeing what happens. Sounds delightful. Anything else we want to throw in on this one before we wrap it up? No, but I think that the last thought really is when you're parenting, sometimes it seems like one big parenting emergency where for 20 years, your entire brain and soul is consumed with the children. <laughs> But don't let yourself be consumed. Remember, this is your life. You have you are an adult, and you have needs and desires. And find a way to um, meet some of those needs and meet some of those dreams. Go after some of those dreams. Yeah, we got to. So don't forget who you are. We got to do that. Eventually, listeners. Eventually, you're all going to die, and there's going to be a, a hunk of a granite or 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 a brass plate or a, a Facebook post. That's going to have the year you were born and the year you took your last breath separated by that tiny little dash. And that dash is the sum total of you. And 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 you got to get out there and, and be you a little bit. And the kids are important, but so are you. So there. <laughs> this has been Renegade Rules. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.